to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Damaris, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome back to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth, Stove Crew Numero Uno. I'm going to have the crew introduce themselves, starting with their crew leader. Rochelle Gonzalez from San Jose, California. Dean Higa from Los Angeles, California. Jason Nice, Campbell, California. Lady and gentlemen, welcome back. All of you are veterans. You've been here many, 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 many years. How many years, Dean? Oh, somewhere around eight, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> well, your daughter said 11, so <laughs> has she come more times than you she have? She has. Come has on. she really? Yeah, she has. Wow, how about that? And Jay, any idea? I don't know. Kind of stopped counting after 10. So. <laughs> yeah. And Rochelle? 10. Number it, 10. It is number 10. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's just amazing. It's amazing we've known each other for a decade. <laughs> I, I just, I cherish that. It's just incredible. We have a, a core group of people, many of whom are here this week, that come back year after year. They're just our heart and soul dependable, rock-solid volunteers, and uh, you're listening to three of them right here. Uh, we're just really blessed. So you had stoves. Again, all of you have done stoves before, right? Have you all worked in San Miguel Duenas before? I don't think so. No. Uh-uh. First time. First time First time. Me. Jay? It might be the first time. Really? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Interessante. <laughs> It's where I get to find something new with uh, veterans. So tell me about San Miguel Duenas compared to other villages that you've worked in. Differences, similarities, anything unique that stands out? I find it pretty similar to where we've been in the past, but I'm not the most observant participant. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, we did notice that there's some volcanic ash uh, some people of the villages showed us where ash accumulated on really their house. so was this ash that they had removed from their roofs or was this uh, something else removed from their roof yeah, yeah okay so for those uh, who are listening to this they don't know a uh, little over a week ago, No, it's longer than that now, right? Let's see. A week ago, Sunday, so 12 days ago, uh, Volcan de Fuego, which is a volcano um, about five miles from where we're working as the crow flies. It's longer if you take the road. You kind of have to go around another volcano to get to it. But uh, it's about a five mile. You can see the top of it. Well, when it's it's been so cloudy, you can barely see Fuego, right? But uh, so about... 12 days ago, had a very large eruption. It's an active volcano. It, it's erupting daily all the time. But it had a very large eruption, one of the largest in 40-some years for that volcano. And so it spewed a little more ash and sand than typically. And it's really difficult to describe. I think it's difficult to describe of volcanic ash. How would you describe it, Dean? And now this is ash that's been sitting, it's been rained on, right? I assume. How would you describe it? 
What I saw was like very coarse black sand with some larger pebbles mixed in. Yeah. So that's probably more of the sand than the ash. Did they call it ash? Did they call it ceniza? She didn't call it ash. She said it was um, what erupted, like what came from the eruption. It sounded like not ash later, but um, she said it was about for 30 minutes. It lasted during or after. That's what hit them. And so she said it was on her roof and they kind of had it in a pile. Mm -hmm. So... I'm not sure if that's the same thing, or part of it was some rocks and. Yeah, the sand and sand and rocks. There was there was a lot more sand than a normal normal eruption is. This ash, I I liken it to a very very fine gray baby powder. Mm-hmm. It it like I think of ashes like from a fireplace. Like that's what I think of ash, and th- this is not like that. Mm-hmm. This is it's super fine and light. But this eruption was a really strong one, and so there's actual sand that got blown off the top, and um, and apparently a, f- a few pebbles or stones. No, they look like root, normal stones, and they look like something different. These look like little black rocks. Hmm. Yeah, with a sort of uh, I don't know, airy kind of looking. Not not solid but right like like a volcanic rock I mean something super lightweight and like there's another active volcano here Volcan de Pacaya and did did you climb Pacaya Jay? yeah like three times maybe yeah did you see any of the lava there like the cooled lava yeah (laughs) well yeah I saw the rocks in the houses and they looked like the rocks on the volcano. Okay, they did. Just small, like kind of like little hill. Right, yeah. right. But they're that that they're porous. Yeah. The por- that's the word I was looking for. Porous. Mm-hmm. They're super lightweight, mm-hmm. um, and they they can be sharp. Now these are probably not sharp. They're but not sharp. Yeah. Yeah. The ones on the trail of Pacaya were you know mm-hmm. fresh and they were sharp and uh, it's fast. I think I find lava fascinating. There's so many different forms. I mean, mm-hmm. we, the one year we, Dom Reese and I climbed Pacaya, there were these giant boulders, like the size of this room. I mean, just massive. Did you see those? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been on Pacaya? I have. When I was there, it had just been through a major eruption, so it was kind of, everything was kind of... Cleared out? Yeah, kind of cleared out. It was... Was it real smooth? Like, was it was it lava that had been, that had dried and cooled? I, and, I, I don't really... It looked like seeing a, a lot of lava, different planet. Like it was just like yeah, bizarre. yeah, yeah. And there were like holes in roofs and things like that. We we saw a lot of damaged really? houses. Wow! But it wasn't normally like that. Like the times you've gone, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I just the one time we we came all across this field of boulders. I mean, every one of them was the size of this room. That, we're in like maybe a nine by twelve foot room. Here and they were just massive. It was like something out of a movie or something. And, and then we got to another part where it was just so desolate, mm-hmm. like it looked like a, a yeah. Mars or something, mm-hmm. some other foreign planet. It was wild. Did you ever mm-hmm. hike Pacaya? Yeah, the first year I came here, and that's what it looked like when we went. I feel like it was kind of um, 
like you just described. And then there's also parts that were kind of sandy and slippery as you were climbing, like looser soil mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is none of that. This is more sand and and there. I think there was a lot more of the ash, but it has rained quite a bit, mm-hmm. so that's kind of all washed away. Mm-hmm. So did they tell you any stories about the eruption or did they share anything more other than this was what the ash was? Uh, Well, they told us that, that it went for about 30 minutes and that all the houses in their neighborhood had, uh, I don't know, she kind of showed me with their hands maybe three or four inches on top of their roofs. So they all had removed that. And then another family that when we prayed for them, we we asked, what would you like prayer for? And they said they had... um, a lot of family in El Rodeo, which was one of the villages that was, was affected. Yeah, it was one of the three villages that was evacuated yeah. and some people died. So yeah. they didn't go into great detail. They just asked for a prayer for them. So we prayed for them. Mm. And yeah, and that was her. on the other side of the volcano, all the lava flows and the severe damage on the other side. But the thing that's... Oh, go ahead, Rochelle. I was going to say, also somebody pointed out a tree today, and she said that... Um, from the volcano um she was talking about something died the tree looked still very much alive i think she was talking about the fruit that was on it so maybe it kind of ruined their crop for the year oh maybe the tree looked okay it had plenty of green leaves and then she was also pointing out her plants in her yard and actually another homeowner was pointing out in their yard some some flowering plants that the leaves were kind of pitted and little i don't know they were burned or what you would describe as not mm. sure it was burned but maybe something fell on them and kind of could have been the ash holes is in them or something like sticks it'll stick to the plants mm. like i took some pictures of the plants on the roof here the terrace and i think it will stick on there and then that maybe it looks like a burn afterwards like it, that part of the plant dies because i don't think there was any there wasn't anything of high temperature that they that's what Rosalba was saying. They didn't have to deal with any thing that higher temperature that would burn things. Right. But the thing that struck me the most, I mean, we were there, I think, seven days after. So, yeah, this was two weeks now. I think we were there about seven days after, and uh, it just struck me how normal everything looks. I mean, you guys haven't worked there yeah. before, but it doesn't look that different from other villages that you've worked in, right? And you kind of have to hunt for piles of sand or ash which I was just it's a such a normal thing for them it's like this normal way of life yeah volcano erupted again I mean that was a stronger one it was like yep here's the ash (laughs) yeah it looked very normal and she pointed out that pile to us but it looked like dirt I in fact, I said I have to remember. I took a picture. I, you know, and said, "Oh, can I take a, a picture?" And and I thought, oh, "I'm going to probably delete this, thinking I just did a pile of dirt by mistake." <laughs> so I just thought it'd be interesting because she, you know, she took the time to point it out. So yeah. Said, oh well, thank you. Know. So. Don Rodolfo, who's the owner of this hotel, he has a small potted garden up up on the terrace. So that those are his plants and fruits and vegetables and. He uh, he told Julio, because the terrace had a very thin layer, nothing, nothing like inches, but he told Julio, the, the gardener, he said, save all of it. Don't don't throw that stuff away. Like, collect it. That's like the best stuff for planting. It's all volcanic soil, you know. And uh, I guess he there was a, 
eruption about 10 years ago, a real big one, and and he had barrels of that, and he used it for years. <laughs> Rodolfo was saying, don't throw it away. Anyway, so um, tell us a little bit about some of the families that you that you visited. Are there any families that stuck out to you, that uh, memorable person or experience or a house that was uh, something memorable? I think one of the first houses we went to, there was uh, a lady and her mother. And um, it's, as, as Rochelle had mentioned earlier, it's kind of hard to describe, but they're so gracious and they seem so loving. And um, I just felt like they were like your your family somewhere else, right? And mm. Um, they were just, you know, in general, all the people here are, are very, very gracious. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, this the, these two ladies really stood out. I think both Rochelle noticed it too. Um, but um, anyway, it was just kind of funny. She was, I was waving a fly off her head, and she started making comments. I don't know what she was saying, but it kind of sounded like she says, "Oh, that's because." My hair is dirty or something. Mm -hmm. That was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it really, it, uh, yeah, it really touches my heart, you know, when people are so, so gracious. And especially, uh, you know, all the times we've been coming here, we put in a stove and somebody runs out or somebody goes and gets a bottle of water or canned drinks which i'm sure i don't know maybe it's a day's wages for them or yes sir and we are just kind of blown away by that and you know our, our inclination is to say no thank you but at the same time we accept it you know with with um graciously um hopefully that blesses them as well And um, today, one of the families, we were we did two stoves, um, one before lunch and one after, <laughs> but for them. But when we were there the second time, the husband came home from work, and um, he he um, said, "Mi esposa," and he showed me his wife, which we'd already talked to her all morning. But he was he was very sweet with her and. He was so proud of her, and she came over and talked to us again. And then he said, she, he told me she was very happy because, um, thank you, he said, muchas gracias. He said, thank you so much for the stove. Um, he said, my wife is very happy. She burned her arms mm. um, cooking on their old uh, stove or however they were cooking. And so he said, thank you very much. And she said, yes, thank you. And he was just telling me how happy she was, and they were so thankful mm. for that. So that was very touching. Hmm. Yeah, so many burns. I mean, I, I can't remember the statistic now. When we when we started the stoves, I remember they had all the stats from the stove maker. And it was like something like 5 million children in Latin America over the past 10 years died from falling into open fires and smoke inhalation and, you know, horrible burns and... Uh, it's just 
a lot. I mean, you have an open campfire in the middle of your house, and there's kids running around. Either your kids and neighbor's kids or extended family. and Yeah, it's super dangerous. Even an experienced woman like her who grew up cooking over open fires could still get burned. My daughter was just kind of, I guess she studied, did a report for school, but she was rattling off all the statistics about how many, how smoke inhalation is one of the largest causes of health problems in Guatemala. And she was naming some other stuff too, but it was kind of interesting. We'll have to we'll have to get a special podcast episode with Riley just on on her report. <laughs> we did a podcast uh, with her, but uh, and she shared a little bit, but not that stuff. I bet she's got it all on the top of her head. Yeah, right? she, she does. Just <laughs> did it last week or something. We'll have to do that because I I'm not up on the latest stats. So it would be really fascinating to know. But it is. It's it's really. I mean the yeah smoke inside a house. I mean. You see all the black stuff hanging off the roofs and stuff. It's, oh, man, nasty. So this week we're talking about discipline. That's the theme of the <laughs> week. Uh, dis- disciplina and comes from uh, the verse in Hebrews uh, that, uh, you know, uh, what is it? No, I always think of this Bobby McFerrin song. No discipline is pleasant at the time, but painful. <laughs> it, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> uh, for those who've been trained by it, it offers righteousness mm-hmm. and peace. And I told you guys the first night that it takes incredible discipline to come back year after year after year after year. Where do you guys get your inspiration, your energy, you know the the newness is is off even when you go to a new village kind of the same kind of seen you know been there done that and you know for those who um want to come and kind of check it off their bucket list uh they come for a year or two and then they kind of move on but here we're talking about over over a decade that we're talking about here and you know in business sales you like or content marketing is kind of something i'm studying right now and they always talk about well content marketing you're constantly giving and giving giving all this stuff away for free and then you offer you know some paid things and in order to keep giving all this stuff away for free you have to be centered on your why like mm. why is this important for you what is what is your why what is the thing that motivates you to have that kind of discipline to come back year after year and maybe it was something different this year maybe it's always the same thing I'd just be really curious to know for me the answer is real easy it's God calling us calling Mm -hmm. me at least and so um, that's it Uh, I mean open and shut case (laughs) (laughs) but it must be difficult to always follow God's call right to be absolutely uh, difficult but it's probably going to be more difficult if I don't so yeah 
Have you tested that yet? Not with the uh, mission. No, I don't right? want to test God. <laughs> <laughs> Rochelle? Well, that was kind of my first thought, too. Like, it's just an act of service. But at the same time, it's it's fun. We enjoy it. We, you know, we enjoy the relationships that people we see, um, people we've met here and then our friends that, you know, since a group of us come together. So it's enjoyable and it's, it's just, it's rewarding. There's mm. people are, they're just so thankful. And so we just enjoy it in our team, our group. We're, we're, while we're here, we're already planning for next year. Oh, we should bring this. Oh, we should do that. Oh, let's make sure we get started early. And it's <laughs> kind of just what we do now. It's mm. just what we do, but we, we love it. And then, you know, throughout the year, uh, some, you know, we'll be like, it'll start to feel like pressures of our at home are like, oh, it's really tough. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But then you just remember, like, the feeling when you're here and, and you just kind of push through that and you keep going. And then the closer we get, the more excited we get. During those times of challenge, mm -hmm. those Times you have to enact a little discipline. Is there is there something you do? Do you look, go back and look at photos? Do you think about stories? Do you think about some people that you served or people's homes or sponsored children or you know any of the? Is there anything in particular to help you get through those moments of? Well, I could go on vacation instead, <laughs> or I could do this or that. Well, definitely looking at photos always makes me want to come back. It brings me right back to, oh, oh, remember this? So, I mean, that does help. But I kind of think I just, I mean, you don't really have to do that because we just know we're going. And, and doing it so many times, you just know there's always going to be a time when you feel like, oh, it's going to be difficult. But then we always just push through it, and then it just gets exciting and fun. And so. But, yes, pictures would be... A really good way or even just sharing talking about it mm. with with people it gets you excited again you start just remembering and brings back the feeling when you guys are with a church community that has come for years now and so uh, it, there's i'm sure some of that sharing as well and we've started to see some of that sharing on our facebook group as well that people are remembering and they're mm -hmm. talking about this that or the other aspect of of that, but I think the community too can help, right? right. Especially definitely you, for us. Your yeah. community is awesome. Jay, mm. well, last year I didn't come, and when I was at home working those two weeks, I'm like, "What am I doing here? Uh, I should be on the mission." Mainly because you can get we get so much done here two weeks even one week it's it's action-packed it's an adventure it's so much fun um and when you're done you're exhausted but you're so happy that you were here but when you're at home everything's normal the weeks go by normally you don't get that much done <laughs> you don't have a blast doing it so you're like <laughs> Well, okay, I, I, I'm doing this the whole time, but if if I can mark out that time for Guatemala, it just makes the year. It's probably the best time. 
the whole year. Yeah. I was wondering how how you were feeling last year. Because your whole family comes and has for, mm-hmm. I've lost count too, over 10, 11, 12 years yeah. maybe. And then before, even before us, mm-hmm. before you came with us, you guys came for several years before that. So that first year to not come, I, I, I yeah. just can't imagine what that was like. But I, I mean, I kind of remember it as because my older sister, Katie, she stopped coming. Right. So I'm like, okay, there might be a point when I stop coming. Yeah. It's kind of around when you go to college and start getting your job, first job. Um, and now Christina, she's at, in the internship, so it's hard to get her time off. But I'm like, yeah, she's going to regret it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this, this is Christina's first year. Yeah. And, yeah. Also very active. I mean, y'all of Jay's family, they're very active, involved in the mission. And and uh, so being part of... I, I was thinking about that, that I... <clears throat> other than this, I can't think of anything else that I've done every single year for a decade. I just can't think of anything in my life that I've done for that long on an annual basis. Maybe a fishing trip with my dad. I guess that... Maybe that one. But I didn't... Go last year, I didn't go this year, and it was killing me. <laughs> it's just, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a rare thing to have that, especially for half your life almost, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but I do want to give you an opportunity to say anything that you'd like to. to last final thoughts, family, friends, um, others who maybe considering coming or any other thoughts that may you may have on your heart that you might want to share well I'll just share um, because I was a little uh, a little worried this time because of the volcano so if anybody still has that thought in their mind that it's unsafe or scary or even for other reasons maybe you don't speak the language well or I don't know you know, germs or whatever you're afraid of, I would just say, go for it. Because that's me. I'm afraid of many things. And it's fine. It's very safe. And mm. we have a great time. The food is good. And I would just say, come. Mm. <laughs> don't don't be afraid. Yeah, you, you were would... all those things, right? You When you came, you did not speak Spanish at all. I've, I've been really impressed with Rochelle this year, especially because every time I see her, she's talking Spanish with somebody. I'm trying. And, and no, you are doing, and it's inspiring. I mean, it's just awesome. But yeah, you were all those things nervous about this or that or the other. And look at you, crew leader and speaking Spanish and telling people, yeah, it's not bad. Come on. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm just grateful to our Valley Life Church family because they also make it possible for us to be here. And um, uh, Pastor Stewart's, you know, he's just a big reason why he makes it easier for us to come here. And um, it's just been a real blessing. And there's people at our church that don't come, but they they do provide a lot of financial mm-hmm. support mm-hmm. so 
um, and we can see how well it's used when it's here. So um, I, you know, I would just like them to feel like they're very much a part of this and give them credit for all that they do. Amen. Final thoughts, Jay? Mm, no, that was, that was good. But one of my favorite things uh, when I'm coming to Guatemala, since I'm a, a veteran, I love saying new faces. Right? So new faces are the best. So if you're a new face, <laughs> uh, definitely show up because I want to meet you and uh, share this awesome opportunity with you because it's, it's fun. And you, this mission, I mean... I went on, I've been on other missions, and this is the best run mission I've seen, and it's never failed being the best mission. So, if you want to go on any mission, you want to go on this mission. Wow. God bless you, Jay. Thank you so much. And thank all of you for coming back, uh, for your discipline uh, during those tough times. So glad you could come back this year, Jay. Uh, we really missed you last year. It wasn't the same without you. It's just weird. It's like, we're just, oh, he's not here this year. That's right. It's just, uh, so, Michelle, Jason, Dean, Dios te bendiga. God bless you. Thank you so much for your service to our Lord and to his children here in Guatemala. And thanks again for sharing your stories in the podcast. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga, may God bless you. Vaya con Dios, go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.